In addition to taking care of one another inside the church, what if we developed a lifestyle of taking care of the most needy outside the walls of the church? How would that change the community and our city? Bob Moffat, president and founder of Harvest Foundation in Phoenix, Arizona, talks with pastors and leaders as they share their testimonials about how sacrificial love by those in the church to those in need outside the church has helped people see and embrace Jesus Christ. It's that demonstration of Jesus' greatest commandment that we'll hear more about today on The Kingdom and Its Stories. Welcome, everybody, to this week's edition of The Kingdom and Its Stories. And I'm here with my co-host, Julian Gibb, and, our, and the person that we're interviewing uh, today is a leader in our community uh, in um and a very difficult area uh, of, of our community life. Her name is Tabby Abernathy, and she's the director and CEO um, of a program that helps women and children who are really struggling. And Tammy, we're delighted to have you with us today. And, Thank you. Uh, Glad to be with you. So for those of us who, uh, those of you who are listening, just want to remind you that this series of interviews is not to toot the horn of the people that we interview. It's not to highlight them in the sense of, wow, isn't what they're doing wonderful or aren't they wonderful people? But it is to inspire those of us who are listening to ask the question, how can I be the hands and feet of Jesus in my world today. And so the purpose is inspiration. It's not, um, it, it's not to highlight, you know, a particular person or to lift them up, but to lift up Jesus who works through us to be his incarnation. So Tabby and Julian, uh, Tammy and Julian, I'm going to leave it to you. Go ahead. Well, Tammy, I mean, tell me a little bit, or tell us rather, a little bit about the Hope Center. What is it that you do there, and, and where are these centers? So we are a resource and referral center for women and teen girls facing any difficult life situation, anything from an unplanned pregnancy to domestic violence, single mom that's struggling, poverty, homelessness, whatever issue that she is struggling with, we are there to walk alongside her with a very holistic approach. We want to meet her physical, emotional, and spiritual needs, and we want to do that within the community of our centers. So we have five locations across the valley. We have an East Valley, a West Valley. Our headquarters and our largest center is located in Phoenix, and then we also have a center in Coolidge, and our fifth location opens this summer, and that's in the city of Maricopa. So all of the centers are structured to provide free services, life skills education, Bible study classes, mentoring, support groups, material resources, just how can we holistically walk with her and help give her the tools that she needs for a better future for she and her family, understanding that the gospel and all of that is done in the context of Christ, who is the only true transformer. So we really value that and believe that strongly. Well, that, that, that's wonderful. I mean, that, that list of things that you, you do to, to help the, the women and the ladies, but why bring Jesus into it? 
I always tell people I can give a lady a Band-Aid in terms of an emotional, we can help with emotional healing. I can help feed her family. I can give her diapers. But the only true transformation comes from Christ. So he is the transformer. He is the one that brings the deep healing um, that we can only provide the opportunity for her to receive. He is the one that really is an eternal transformation for her. And we see that daily in our centers. We see women come in in all sorts of crises and we love them and we become a channel for his grace. Many of the women have never heard their value, their worth. They've never heard about God's grace for them, his love for them. So we get to become a channel of that for them. Um, But really everything we do is pointing them to who they are in Christ, who has created, he has created them to be. And we get to watch that transformation happen in their lives as they begin to own that truth, understand that truth and walk in that truth. Wow. Uh, Because I was thinking, you know, the, uh, you have shared with me before some of the stories about um, no names or anything, but what the ladies have been through and, uh i i get uh overwhelmed immediately and think like well how how where do you even start you know yeah. and so just knowing that christ is the one who's actually doing it through you uh must keep you uh sane <laughs> absolutely and we tell that to our volunteers so we're structured to be 90 percent volunteers from local churches because we want to give the body of christ the opportunity to love their neighbors and volunteers come in all the time and say i don't have the skills or the experience and we say it's not about you or your skills or experience it's about your availability and if god has given you a heart to to reach out to women in crisis and their families then we have got a place for you because you are just going to be a channel of his love and his grace and his mercy so. So what could uh, someone who's listening to the radio now, uh, whether um, whoever they are, uh, how can they help um, at the centre? There are lots of different ways to get involved at the center. So all of our classes are taught by volunteers, whether that's a life skills class and nutrition or parenting or job skills, whether that's a Bible study, whether that's a class helping them heal emotionally from abuse. We have all the materials. We just need available people with a heart to serve that want to come and teach. We use mentors that we train to help them walk alongside a woman in crisis. We use volunteers to help in our boutiques. All of our centers have a place where the women are able to spend the points that they earn by taking classes. And that's where they're able to get food and diapers and material resources. So we always need help from volunteers and sorting those and collecting those items. We have volunteers that just welcome women in. Um, so they feel our center is a warm and safe place for them to be. We have volunteers that work on our children's program, um, work on our facilities. There are so many ways. I always tell people, if you have a heart to serve, we will put you to work in serving our community. So I don't have to be some sort of uh, super educated or uh, I don't have to be trained for these things. I just need to turn up and you you will guide me and help me so that I can help. You just need to be available with a heart to serve and a heart for um, being the heart, being the hands and feet of Christ in your community. And we will train you and get you plugged in to do that. But being a man, doesn't that cause problems? You know, I'm making an assumption that some of these ladies have been mistreated by men in the past. And uh, so me, me turning up, doesn't that just like, you know, cause problems? 
the majority of our women have been mistreated by men, which is why it is important for them to meet men that do have Christ at their center that are going to provide a different picture for them of what a man should and can be in their lives. And so they love when men come to serve because it it is so surprising to them that a man will take time to teach them or to be involved at the center in a safe way. It's important for them and for their children to see healthy male role models. So we love for men to get involved. Hmm. So that's really showing a difference of, of course, Christian men aren't perfect. I'm a prime example of that. But um, but it shows that within the kingdom that there is a difference. Uh, people are transformed and, and you're able to see that at the center where they're not judged, um, but beloved. What would you say to a, a lady who's who's listening now who isn't a Christian but is, an, is or is a Christian or is whatever? Uh, and is thinking, uh, I, I, I need help. But, you know, if I go to this place, am I going to be pulled apart, judged? Am I going to have the Bible shoved down my throat? You know, uh, yeah. what would you say to them? I would say you are welcome at every one of our centers. You will be welcomed in with open arms. We are, we love to serve whoever God brings in the door that day is who we are there to serve. She does not have to be any faith. She can, she is just, this is going to be a safe place for her. She's going to be welcomed in. She's going to be cared for. Um, There is no judgment. We really operate from a trauma informed perspective in working with our families. So we want them to know first and foremost, they're safe. Um, This is also a place where they get to choose what classes they take. There's nothing that we are forcing them to take. We are very transparent that the gospel and Christ is why we do what we do, but we want to be able to lovingly serve them and let them um, begin to choose the classes and programs that they want to participate in. Tammy, you've talked uh, about the program and it's wonderful, but tell us some examples. What are some stories of people whose lives have been touched because they've been exposed to the program that you've described. And I would say they've been exposed to the gospel through the program, and that's the transformation. Um, But yes, I have a lot lot of stories. Um, A lot of single moms that we walk with, which is near and dear to my heart, having raised my kids as a single mom and just knowing how painful and lonely that can be. So one mom that comes immediately to mind um, grew up really tough circumstances. Her mother was in prison from just um, drugs and gang involvement. Her grandmother was raising her, but she was repeating the same cycle teen mom got involved with drugs, just so um, didn't want the cycle to continue. She could recognize that this was a cycle and she wanted something different for her daughter. So she found us because she heard we gave away free diapers and she came for that. But we were able to just lovingly walk with her, give her very practical parenting skills, but more importantly, really began to introduce her to her value and worth in Christ and to walk with her both in mentoring and in classes. Um, She began to really, God began to really transform her. Um, She began to be in second Corinthians. It tells us that in Christ, we are a new creation. And we really began to see that physically in her as her Mm. countenance, her whole spirit about her changed as she began to grow in her faith. And now she's really plugged in to a local church, to other ministries. She still comes to hope. And it's just, it's wonderful to see she and her daughter thrive. So that's one story of the single moms. We also work with women from all walks of life. We had a woman that um, has been coming to the center that was a refugee, that was a doctor in her home country, but fled violence and started coming to the center because again, she was pregnant at the time and she heard that we had material resources, which is often why women initially come. 
And so we just loved her and walked with her. She wanted nothing to do with faith um, for the first year that she came with us. She just came to parenting classes. We walked with her through her um, delivery of her baby and just, just loved her and encouraged her. And then about a year after coming, she was sitting in a class that was about to start a Bible study. And I know how she felt about faith. And so I went in and said, hey, you know, the parenting class is next door. This is going to be a Bible study. I know you want the parenting class. And she turned and said, I know this is a Bible study. I want to be here. And so wow. it was neat to see that that had been nothing that hope had done. That was yeah, completely right. God that had been drawing her. All we did was provide the environment. And that I think is the beautiful thing about hope is that we get to be an environment and God does the work. We just get to be a channel for him as he Amen. draws him. Amen. That's a beautiful story. But, um, so, how, how how did this all start, Tammy? How did uh, the center start? How did you know? How did you observe the need? So we started, Hope Women's Center itself started back in the 80s as a crisis pregnancy center by a nurse that um, really had a heart for women that were going through unintended pregnancy and didn't have the resources to walk through that. Um, And as the ministry began to grow, it became evident to the leadership that women were struggling with so many things in addition to that unplanned pregnancy with abuse and poverty. So that's when we really changed the model to be what it is today. How do we walk alongside her in any need that she's having with a holistic approach that doesn't force anything on her? but just walks with her because Christ loves us just as we are. And then he doesn't leave us there. He grows us and he challenges us. And that's, I think our philosophy with women, we just want to love and serve them just where they are. For those of you who have joined us just now, you're listening to the kingdom and its stories. And it's a weekly broadcast where we interview those who are allowing the Lord Jesus to, to use their lives as his hands and feet in our broken world. And so uh, today we're interviewing Tammy Abernathy, who is with, um, she's the director and CEO of the uh, of the Hope Women's Center here in Phoenix, which has been operating since the 80s, you said, Tammy? Yes, it's mid 80s. Um, so would you tell us, how did you get, what what happened in your life that caused you to want to get involved in the kingdom this way? Well, I became a single mom when my kids were very little after the end of an abusive marriage and just going through a really difficult time. I had tremendous support from family, from my church community, from Christ as he walked with me through that. And so on the other side of that, 10 years or so later, after he had really taken me through a lot of healing, um, I began to think about what happens with women who are going through this, who don't know Christ, who don't Mm -hmm. have his hope, who don't have a community of faith, who don't have a family that supports them. How can I walk alongside them and give them a vision for what God can and will do in their lives? And so at that time, as I was praying about that, God opened a door for me to get involved with Hope Women's Center. And it is a joy. It is my passion because I just get to point women to where the true source of healing and hope comes from, which is Christ. And in sharing my own story to give them that hope and the transformation that he can do in their lives. So very passionate about what we, what we get to do at Hope Women's Center. And that was going to lead me into a question. You know, Tammy, I've, I've known you for six years or so, and um, <clears throat> you're, you're, all, you're the busiest person I know. And you know, you live and breathe for the women at the centre, and uh, you know wh- why don't you um, why don't you get an easier job with less hours and more money? You know, so it's something that 
that doesn't isn't so demanding. You know, you're an educated uh, person. You know, you're doing a master's degree, so forth, so forth. Why on earth are you giving your whole life to this? I wouldn't trade this for anything because I get to witness firsthand the transformation that God brings in women's lives. It is there's nothing like it to be able to see a woman that comes in in pain and brokenness and trauma and to watch God begin to put those pieces together and to begin a healing work in her life, to begin to find, to give her peace. I see her transform, which then impacts her children as they begin to transform. She is confident in who she is in Christ and the healing that she finds. It's just a remarkable to get to watch that effect then her, her kids, her family, and ultimately her community as she becomes a change maker in her community so it is just an incredible thing to get to be a testimony to to witness to and i i can't imagine doing anything else oh. and you've given that you've shared with us about the the lady who wasn't interested in christianity and uh she came for a diaper and um but uh, slowly was uh, through the love that christ gave to her um through you guys wanted to know more about him and uh, and the whole process christ uh, changed her yeah. But how has Christ changed you through this process? I mean, you're, I've already said it, you know, you're working really hard. Uh, but how, how has Christ changed, transformed Tammy? Tremendously. I, I think that what I have, what God has given me through this is such a vision for his kingdom and for his table and for how all are welcome at his table. It's a bigger vision that I had coming into this to see um, how God draws in um, the lonely, the lost, the least, how they get first priority in his kingdom and in his table. And I think that expanded vision gives me such hope, even in our, in our culture right now, which is so divided and so many tensions and all of the, the racial strife. I get to have that bigger vision for God's kingdom, where all of us get to worship together. All of us are equal in his sight. And I think that has just really transformed my perspective. It has given such a joy as I'm able to to look at his plans for the world, at his kingdom, which tells a different story than the strife that we're currently living in. And I think that has been transformational. And just also being able to see how he uses my own brokenness, which is, which is plenty, um, to be able to bring beauty out of that and to have to tell a better story because of what he has done. Tammy, what um, what would you say to the person who doesn't have time to you know, to get involved in the in your center program but w- what could what could they be doing how could they be looking how could they become more sensitive to the needs of the kind of people that God has called you to work with I think being being sensitive is a great phrase to use because I think being aware of those around us. So it doesn't have you don't have to come to downtown Phoenix um, to serve the marginalized. You're probably and they're been they're in your neighborhood. There's somebody you work with. There are so many people that are hurting, um, abuse and difficult situations across all levels of our social structure, all level levels of material. Um, just wealth in, in, in our in our society. So they're going to come across somebody that is hurting in their circle and being able to be sensitive and aware and asking God to make that known to them, asking God how they can serve the people immediately in their circle. If they don't have time to come to Hope Women's Center, they can pray for those in their community that are hurting and they can ask God how he can bring people across their path that they can serve. Um, and with the with the skills and the the heart and the passion that he's given them. 
Yeah. Um, I, I hear that, but I'm thinking about, okay, I live in a, a little subdivision and, um, and you know, how, how do I, how do I know how somebody else is hurting? I mean, they, they drive out of their garage and the garage door closes yeah. And I see their car drive back in the garage and the garage door closes. We have to be really intentional in our community, in our world today and in our culture. We have to be really intentional about connecting with people. I think it starts with prayer. It starts with asking God to give us opportunities. So maybe the next time that neighbor drives out, we're able to stop them or begin a conversation. Oh, I think really? it's starting it, with prayer. Interrupt their, their, their I speak so strongly <laughs> in God giving us opportunities as I pray for that in my own life, I'm amazed whether it is somebody I meet in the grocery store, whether whether it is my pharmacist who asks me what I'm doing today. Um, my kids always laugh because they say, you cannot have a conversation with anyone <laughs> that you don't bring up Hope Women's Center. But it's not about Hope Women's Center. It's because God gives me that as a way to talk about the work that he is doing. And I just, just the other day, my yard guy, I was talking to his wife and she, and I told her what I did and she began to open up about the struggle that she was having total stranger. But the fact that I cared to listen, and I think that it's being available, it's having a sensitive heart and praying for the Holy spirit to give you those opportunities and God will answer. I have no doubt that God will answer. So it's being intentional and looking for those opportunities and praying for the um, ability to have those conversations. I think, Bob, so what I have seen is so many people in our culture are lonely at their core. They don't, they are isolated. And so being able to make a human connection and really let them know, hey, I just, I want to be in a relationship with you. I don't have an agenda. I just want to get to know you. I, your story matters. I want to hear your story. And that is what I have seen become a bridge um, to then beginning a relationship where I'm able at some point to share um, the truth of the gospel. Wow. You you were touched by Christ, as you said, and it transformed you, you know, uh, not necessarily overnight, but over a process, you've been transformed. Have you noticed with uh, the ladies that come into the center about, you know, them being transformed? Have they then gone on to help others? Is there like a chain yes. effect? Yes. Could, could you, could you give us an example? I love when I see that. I see that actually a lot. A woman that comes in um, that is in such crisis, as God heals her and transforms her, she can't help but share the good news. I mean, we see that in scripture. We see example after example in the gospels when God touches someone's life. They go out and tell their whole community. And I see that all the time at Hope Women's Center. Those women then become the encouragers of a new woman that's come into the center and feels alone. I see them just embrace her regardless of culture, ethnicity, language, even one of some of my favorite stories are, are Hispanic ladies that only speak Spanish that have been so transformed by Christ reaching out to a woman that doesn't speak Spanish, but they are still communicating with her, her value that they welcome her in. She feels safe there. And all of that is because of what Christ has done in their lives. So that we, it's really amazing. And we give women the opportunity to serve and give back in those ways as God has changed them, then how can they serve and begin? To, to walk alongside another woman in crisis. So, so I have a question, Tammy. What's the what would be the relationship between um, between my own healing or an individual's own healing and their reaching out to help somebody else who's in a struggle? 
I think what the way we talk about it at Hope is we talk about a, a mutual brokenness concept of the idea that we all have gone through hard times. We all have things we struggle with. And when we have been healed by Christ, when he has come in and began that transformation in us, then we are able to firsthand testify to that to someone else and to encourage them in their journey. And that's what I see. It's so it's a sense for a woman of, hey, me too. Like, I know what this feels like. I know what it feels like to be in this kind of situation. And this is how God has transformed me. And I just want to encourage you um, with that hope of what he can do in your life, because I believe that he can. And so it's in that encouragement and environment that other women have a glimpse of the hope that they can have as well. Amen. So Tammy, if, if, uh, if there's a lady listening uh, of any race or economic background, just, okay. just uh, um, how can she or... If there are uh, people in churches seeking to want to help uh, Mm -hmm. or anyone who seeks to want to help, how do they learn more about, how do they get in contact with you or the Hope Women's Centre? So our website, hopewomenscenter.org, has all of our contact information, all the different locations, where they are, and how to reach us through email, through phone. So that's a great first place to connect. We have a volunteer at hopewomencenter.org email address or a general email, but get involved. Reach out to one of our centers. They can even, they're looking for help. They can walk in. There is no restriction, no barrier to them coming. We want them to just come. Anytime we're open, they can walk in. Tammy, thank you so much. We really appreciate your joining us today. You're welcome. And God bless you in the ministry. And if you have a story to tell, contact us at harvestfoundation.org and look at the tab contact and tell us your story. We'd love to hear how God has used your hands and your feet to be his to be incarnational in their lives. God bless you. Jesus defines discipleship as come and follow me. Next Monday at 5.30 p.m. on Faith Talk 1360, we'll hear another testimonial from a leader demonstrating how they and the people of the church are sacrificially loving the needy and beginning to see real change in their community. Today's testimony of God's love not only inspires us, but now we ask God how he wants us to demonstrate his love in a similar way with others in the church towards our neighbors. Also consider sharing the kingdom and its story with others through the media tab at harvestfoundation.org.